0: No purchase necessary.
1: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi, you're locked into Wizard Radio. My name's Beena, and you just listened to my latest single, Boundaries.
3: So welcome to the show, Beena. Thank you so much for coming on and Thanks letting us interview me. you today. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do.
2: Yeah. Okay, so yeah, my name's Bina. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer from South London. Um, I've been doing music for about, I would say, two years now. And Mm -hmm. I've got an EP and a handful of singles on major platforms. And I've also got visuals on my YouTube. Yeah, I would also just say, like, uh, my main intention with doing music is to kind of heal and uplift myself and others. So yeah, that's what I find music quite
0: therapeutic.
3: So, that's so yeah. yeah. very nice.
2: Yeah. That's really nice.
3: So you kind of mentioned that you're um a producer as well. Mm. You tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. How did you get so,
2: into that? Um in terms of production, yeah. like I'm still like learning how to like make beats and stuff. So I haven't really made beats. I've made a few like soundscapes and stuff. One of them is on my EP. Mm-hmm. My daily EP. Mm-hmm. And um I record from home so I engineer all of my recording sessions and I mix um most of the releases that are out there I've mixed myself. So uh what did I mix? I mixed my entire EP Weird. and Oh wow. Yeah. Um and I've mixed like of recent I've just been mixing stuff when it's in the demo phase and then sending it off to like other like mixing engineers mm. and stuff, but yeah, generally I mix my stuff and like arrange the vocals and produce the vocals and stuff like that. And also, I'm learning how to play an instrument, so I'm producing some songs that are like quite instrumental. Well, we've
3: seen we've seen on your Instagram that you've been playing the guitar as well, so you've got yeah. quite a lot in the bag, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning guitar, <laughs>
2: so yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to make myself as much a. what... Well, I think naturally, obviously, I'm quite multidisciplinary, like yeah. So I'm trying to just hone all my different skills like I do visual arts as well so yeah, yeah. that's amazing just that's really
0: cool quite I feel like there's a lot of um, I feel like a lot of people kind of work in like groups at this moment in like music I think it's really cool that you kind of have bought everything and you kind of know how to do because the thing is if I try and like I'm literally useless when it comes to stuff like this like I can't if if I learn how to like play guitar I'll literally keep that on my yeah. name for the rest of my life and I'll be like I can play guitar but I can't do anything else <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, I think the reason why I really love the fact that I've learned how to do all these things is I still find collaboration important and I do a lot of it, obviously, mm-hmm. like, working with other musicians, working with other mixing engineers, yeah. like, um visual directors and stuff like that. Um, But I just think having understanding of all those things just allows me to speak the same language as everybody else i'm working with so if i'm in studio with a mixing engineer i'm like okay i want it to sound like this i can articulate myself better yeah no i get
3: that yeah that's it yeah and so how would you describe your sound
2: i would say my sound is um alternative Mm r&b so it's generally like quite mellow and feel but like i've been experimenting with like different tempos so like more upbeat stuff um, I recently did a song mm-hmm. with a producer called Changing Currents um, mm-hmm. and his project just dropped as well. Um, and it was very, like, a um, summery, summer anthem type of thing. So, like, yeah. overall, my sound is definitely alternative R&B. And yeah. then I experiment with different other.
3: And so. how do you think... Obviously, finding your sound is quite a big thing as, like, mm-hmm. a, a singer as well. Mm-hmm. How do you think you kind of navigated in, through the genres, let um, I had to
2: go through, like... I had people that I find inspirational, but when I first got my equipment, like, I first got my home set up in, like, 2017, so, like, yeah, two and a half years ago, and I had to go through a process of just making different music, like, obviously, it was all kind of very R&B adjacent, um, but I had to experiment with different ideas, I had to allow myself to make songs that were really trash, I had to, like... (laughs) um also just like I used to do a lot of like performing at open mics and stuff Mm. um in the beginning yeah to just test my music on the crowd and also just learn more about who I am as a performer who I am as an artist what felt authentic to me and what didn't because it's all well and good to sit in your room and listen to songs of yours but when you see other people interacting with them it kind of gives you an idea of get kind of lets you gauge like how it will be received by other people yeah. um so that's yeah I just yeah. yeah I just made stuff until I found something that felt natural to me and even then I wouldn't say I've arrived at one place like I know my overall sound I know I yeah I know my sound the sound I'm going for the sound that I've created for myself but there's still a lot of yeah. navigating and exploration that's happening for me right now yeah so
3: definitely yeah it's, it's like it's a great a, thing isn't it like yeah you want to like carry on
2: going exactly it's exciting though
3: (laughs) but um i want to learn a little bit more about like open mic stuff Mm. what was that like like would you want to do that when obviously we're allowed out would you want to do more of that so
2: like yeah i've still been doing shows like in the beginning it was a lot of like open mics and stuff and it uh, right now it's still like mostly like showcases where like i'm on the bill with like different artists and stuff Mm -hmm. i was meant to do a supporting gig. So I was meant to open for a different, for another artist who was having a headline show, but obviously quarantine happened yeah, Yeah. and yeah, canceled that for us. But I definitely, I'm looking forward to lockdown, like when lockdown's over, like performing a lot more, hopefully doing like Mm -hmm. supporting acts. So, and then eventually like, opening for artists who are on tour and stuff doing really cool things like that your own
0: Um, shows have people opening for you
2: yeah obviously (laughs) like yeah i would definitely i'd love to do like my own headline shows obviously all in in due time like i think i'm still working on like i'm still working on growing as an artist so i'm not Mm -hmm. rushing the process but i definitely love to do headline shows um open for other artists and stuff like i'm but i think in the beginning like the process of finding shows was really interesting because i used to just um reach out to people to platforms on instagram and just be like hey i love what you're doing like how can i get involved or i'd go to shows and see them and like them and mm-hmm. then ask how i can get put on the bill and stuff like that yeah um or even i would go to shows they would have the 20 minute open mic segment at the beginning and i would go and like do a song or two um and yeah it was it was really interesting it helped me build confidence as a performer and definitely it just kind of helped me understand how the live world works which is important especially if you're trying to like
0: like if you're trying to do music long term especially but um the way i found you was through caged bird when that came out okay So, yeah, yeah, so when, obviously when I heard that, that's quite, like, a, like, a powerful song. Mm. Like, quite, like, I don't know, the lyrics and, like, I I think, like, Mm. your voice came out as really, like, quite strong and powerful, I think. And then, like, I listened to the rest of your music and, obviously, your EP and everything and it was all quite mellow and, Mm. like, how do you go about your songwriting process? Like, how does it work for you? How does it work?
2: So, um, a lot of my, in fact, most of the songs that I write, I freestyle. Mm. Um, I think the only song that I ever wrote pen to paper that's out is, is Summer Breeze. Really? Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And even then there was a freestyle element to it. Like I was just making little voice notes and then writing down stuff. But generally what I would do, like even with Cage Bird, the very, very first draft of that song, I literally had the beat playing on my computer and I had my phone on voice memos. And I just sung the first thing that came to my head. And then mm-hmm. I listened and then I like left it for a week and then I think I went back and I listened in headphones and just tried to figure out what I was actually saying. Yeah. And Then I just like wrote it down in my notes, went and recorded it properly. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I think that song came from, if I, all of my songs come from a very heartfelt place, but... I think, like, just the way that the beat went, the way the production went kind of took me on that journey as well, where I needed to yeah. really kind of yeah. belt. I would say, in comparison to the rest of my other songs where I keep, like, I have very, like, mellow kind of... Yeah, very mellow melodies. Mm. Um, but, yeah, my process is generally really just me freestyling. That's really um, cool. Yeah. And I just like doing that because it allows me to not censor myself mm. because yeah. I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is normally my truest emotion. Um, obviously, later, I might go back in and make minor word choice tweaks, but generally, <sighs> like, the main idea comes from just a face so yeah. It's
3: definitely... Like, your process seems really, like, raw. That mm. like, is definitely coming from like a place inside you get what i mean Mm, mm, it's not mm. like it's like oh let's chop it up and do this and do that that sort of comes after Mm. it sounds like exactly but um in terms of like i really want to find out in terms of like um motivations and inspirations because if you're freestyling Mm. there's obviously a lot that you must be thinking about Mm. that maybe has inspired you or has motivated you to Mm. you know make a song so what would that be
2: Um, So in terms of like, what inspires the content is definitely like my own personal life experiences. Uh, So mm -hmm. um, that might be about like, relationships that I've been in, that might be about like, any human interaction I've had, that might be about how it's been to be raised in foster care, like, um, a lot of it, in fact, all of it is from just my personal life experience. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I think over time, I've got better at, having a perspective and kind of knowing how to piece together what is going on in my head. Because obviously, like, yeah. Humble Abode came out um, a year a year ago. It came out in April last year. And um, a lot of those songs, I wrote them when I was, like, 17, 18, and maybe one of them I wrote when I was, like, 19. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously, like, as time has gone on, different life experiences have come to pass. And so, like as you hear like with a lot of the newer music that i put out you can hear what's been going on in my life yeah. and that's always yeah. kind yeah, of i think of it as like a yeah and sometimes i actually go to my literal journal for just to put a seed of a train of thought in my head and sometimes it's just mm-hmm. something's just happened and i need to get it off my chest or yeah. i'm trying to process yeah. an emotion so that's normally what inspires the content
3: yeah that sounds really like, like an emotional venting, not like an angry venting, but mm. do you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's literally me really uploading. Noticing.
2: Like a lot of the time, yeah, I-, I feel like music is definitely like my safe haven. So when there's complex, yeah. when there's tough things going on for me, even when there's good things going on, but generally when there's tough things, because I find it easy to express being bubbly and happy and stuff. Uh, I think that's my natural disposition, yeah. but like it's sometimes harder to be open and expressive about the more complex emotions yeah. um and yeah. so that those emotions and me processing those emotions comes out in my music um mm-hmm. so yeah that's part of the reason why i find it so like therapeutic and so healing and obviously i think people can relate to a lot of the things that i'm talking about especially mm. of reason so yeah. yeah that's so
0: important though like i'm quite like inspired by that in a way because i feel like yeah. Obviously a lot of people when they're when they're creating music it comes from a like personal experience and stuff, but I feel like the way that you you're able to just, you know, release emotions that you have and like basically like Lauren was saying, emotional venting, it's really mm. like it's it's quite important, I think. It's quite important to have an outlet like that, especially when yeah. it's like quite creative and you can kind of release it to the world and everyone kind of see it rather than like keeping it in a Mm. journal and keeping it to yourself all the time
2: yeah yeah 100 percent. and i feel like sometimes like releasing the music is is almost like you see these things where people write down their feelings or like what they're most afraid of and then they burn them it's like that's the final letting go process is when i actually Mm -hmm. get to release it
3: do you feel like there's a little bit of like vulnerability there's a
2: whole whole lot of vulnerability a whole lot and at first, when I was realizing how much, how many raw nerves were getting touched when I was writing a lot of of my mm-hmm. songs, it was scary at first. Like even with boundaries, like I remember, um, saying to my friend, like I remember I said to him, I was like, well, he, he asked me what the song is about, and I was like, well, obviously you know what it's about, don't you? <laughs> but like, um, I was I said to him, like obviously I was I was scared for you to hear yeah. it because, obviously it's quite close to home. But, like, um, I just realised, and I said to him, like, I, I realised I got to a point where I can't be, I can't be afraid of what people are going to think about a song being about something that's very personal to me or being yeah. about a person. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, me being an artist, my inspiration comes from my life experience. So if you hear the song and you know it's about you or it's about something you know that has happened for me in my life, you can't take that personally well you can if you want to but it's a waste of time because you're gonna keep hearing more songs about personal things so like i just realized i have to fully let go and allow myself to be vulnerable and that's when the most beautiful creations i've I've come about anyway is when i've allowed myself to be fully raw and honest and vulnerable i feel like if more people like were open to being that vulnerable i feel
0: like music could just like take a massive turn and become like such an emotional thing for a lot of people but i think i think yeah. a lot of people hold back in like showing emotion in their music because they feel like you know if i meet someone mm. who's listening and whatever and, like they know that it's kind of like it's kind of like you're it's like writing a book about your life in a way yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting like it's an interesting experience letting other people see that book as well. Because it's like you yeah, it's writing a book about your life, but also especially if you think of it as a very journal a uh, journalistic way of things like it's like letting somebody read your diary and it's I yeah. wouldn't let somebody read my real life diary, that's mad. Yeah. Like yeah. So but I think you know what you said about um you wish that a lot of more music was like um heartfelt. Do you feel like do you feel like it's not? Because it's like I feel like people just choose to expose, express their emotions in different ways, because I think...
0: Yeah, definitely. You
2: know, some people some people might equate certain genres of music to being more emotional, but I think, like, a lot more artists across every genre are just kind of being honest. At least the the artists that I consider good are those that allow themselves to be real in their yeah, music. And whether yeah. being real is is being hype or gassed or whatever, mm. or if it's if it's being, you know, really vulnerable and naked in your music then mm-hmm. yeah you know people express their emotions in different ways and like i appreciate a wide range of music for that reason
0: obviously like people express their uh, their emotions through their music in, in very different ways but some people it literally might just be making like a like a club track where everyone can kind of vibe to it and whatever but for some people like you said yeah. it's a bit more you know emotional and vulnerable and naked like you said mm. but i just feel like um yeah. There's obviously, I mean, there's always going to be music that just doesn't really mean anything to anyone. Yeah, even exactly. even to the artists themselves. Yeah. But I just I just think that maybe maybe this is just because this is what I'm seeing at my age. But um, mm. I feel like right now there's a lot of music where people are making music for the wrong reasons and like they mm. kind of just go studio with like all of their friends and like they just create a track that people mm. are gonna like it for like like a few months and. It doesn't really mean anything to them but they might also be withholding Mm. a lot of stuff from that yeah i think
2: yeah i think it's easy to get frustrated especially as somebody who finds music like quite healing and therapeutic care i think it's really Mm. easy to get frustrated at other people making music for different reasons but i don't i don't get into that that um train of thought purely because i'm like i don't know what led somebody to you know go to the studio in AA with their bros, like it's it each to their own, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also like and it's also like that might be their outlet. They might be doing something they might have felt like that is bringing them something that a life without music might not bring. And yeah, I, I think thought, like yeah. yeah, and as you said, like every type of expression within music has its place. The mm. only thing I the only thing that I would say frustrates me a little bit sometimes when I listen to some music is when people are um they're they're writing with their listener in mind rather than just writing to try and get their their point across do you know yeah, what i mean like you know somebody's yeah. like oh yeah i'm gonna set out and write a song about a sweet girl i saw in the street do you know what i mean like some some <laughs> mm-hmm. some guy might come and say yeah i just write about a sweet girl on the street yeah cool but it's like are you actually writing about your experience or are you writing cliches and like are you writing cliches that you think people want to hear because you yeah. can hear the difference and I think one thing I would say regardless of whether you want to write songs where you're aa with your bros or whether you want to write songs that are deeply emotional to you as long as you're being authentic I can't mm-hmm. fault you for that yeah that's, yeah. that's why like I yeah. said to each their
0: own like to some yeah. people yeah. literally just the experience of being in the studio with their bros and whatever that, that's literally what music mm-hmm. is to them and that's why they do it mm-hmm. and that's like a valid enough mm-hmm. reason to do it in the first place but sometimes mm, i feel yeah. like you can kind of tell when when a when a song was made without any substance behind it but yeah i mean people like it people like it and if they enjoyed making it then yeah that's that
2: mm, yeah 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 yeah. exactly as long as as long as you're being authentic i think you can mm-hmm. make whatever the hell you want like you know yeah. i'm not the gatekeeper mm-hmm. of what's good music and what's not because <laughs> some of the music that i listen to people other people might find trash and vice versa do you know what i'm saying
3: but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the music that you listen to. Mm. Um, let's just see, like, quick fire some artists that are up there for you. All
2: right, like cool. Tom, obviously, Erykah Badu, mm. the mother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Erykah Badu, I am DDB. Um, there's a band called Moonchild that I really like. Um, who else? i have to go and look at my Spotify now quickly and see what I listen to. <laughs> um, I've been listening because I realised there was a point where I was listening to a lot of artists that were not from the UK and just only listening to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then I made like a playlist on Spotify, not only so I could put other people onto other UK artists, but so I could put myself onto really good UK yeah. artists. Um, Right now, I love this artist called Odunzi The Engine.
3: Amazing. Um, oh, my gosh, yes.
2: He's so sick. It's et. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody from that whole Alte scene is just wavy. Like, Amarai, Santee, Odunzi, yeah. Yeah. The Engine, Taiwan, like, all like, of them.
0: Um, I feel like that genre of music is, is up and coming, I think.
2: Yeah, it's been about I love it. Time I, mean, and at least I feel like I've... people
0: are probably going to like jump onto it soon. And I'm so yeah. worried about people... it. Like, I shouldn't be. I, I should be happy for about it. But also, I just is don't me? want we it to become, do like, something like where... It just comes and then it goes after a while, and people just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I want
2: I want it to yeah. get a massive platform. I don't think we can be stingy with the music, the, with good music, here, But I just hope yeah. it's around to stick. It sticks around because it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. But um, aside from them, also Frank Ocean, of course. Um, who else do I really like right now? I, I'll give you two more: um, Scissor and Oh Yes, Solange. Beautiful. Yeah, those are my. F- I think those are like my favorite artists right now that's, yeah i it's had to think affluent. about i had to think about the artists that if somebody was to get me their their vinyl as a gift that i would actually want it and buy a vinyl player so i could listen to them yeah, yeah. Nice
3: that's, a good way to think that's actually quite a smart way to think about it yeah, yeah. but um let's just i want to obviously you made yourself a playlist and for others as well mm. of uk music mm. did you, like what do you think about like the underground scene? And are there any underground artists that you think are like, yeah? Yeah,
2: I think, I think, I think the underground scene underground's an interesting word. That's a separate conversation, yeah.
3: But I think like <laughs> I think
2: the underground scene is such is so rich with like so many amazing artists, mm, yeah. and I also think like the underground scene has different like tiers. Because at what point do you stop considering an artist up and coming?
0: Yeah. Do you know what I
2: mean?
3: Mm. Um, yeah, I get what you mean.
2: But I think there's a lot of there's a lot of independent artists out there. There's a lot of artists that don't actually have much machine behind them that are doing really amazing things. Um, uh, examples I can think of are Kish, um, Denzel himself, mm-hmm. uh, Kia Blue, um, who else? Lewis Culture, Oogie. Mm. Um, there's bare artists from the UK that are really like. Like doing amazing things and like most of the artists that I've picked, I like because they've like made a sound for themselves. Like they're yeah. car- they're carving yeah. their own lane. Like they're just doing their thing. Like yeah, there's so many of them, and I had to make a playlist to give them their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't realize how many there were until I went and looked for myself. Yeah, literally. Um,
0: that's that's and that's how it works yeah. with the underground scene. It's kind of like it's like a thing where you'll find one person, like, just randomly, and then that, that'll put you onto so many more artists. And I think, I think that's just really cool because then you find out that all these people are probably, like... They either know each other or they've worked with each other and you just discover all these new sounds and, like, like you said, like, the way that they create their own sounds, it's so sick, mm. but it's also a thing where, like... Do you think that putting people under the kind of umbrella of, like, underground music, do you think that impacts the way that their career works in the future?
2: Um, I think that the word underground, as I said to um, to Lauren before, like I think that yeah. it was uh, that is an interesting word to use. I I like the word. I don't like to be pedantic with words, so it's like use whatever words you want. But I like yeah. the word up and coming more because it implies the direction that I want me and my fellow up and coming artists to yeah. go, which is yeah. up mm-hmm. on a platform, exposed to the world, sharing their art and kind of impacting loads of people. Yeah. For like underground, gives it a kind of it it gives it a, a level of it, it gives it a ceiling, first of all. And it also I think amongst some underground artists there's a level of like um Like um high horse mentality where it's like oh, all these mainstream artists think they're so good because they got hundred yeah. million streams and it's like no no yeah, like I, I, I see did see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? I and I, I just it. think like obviously the mainstream scene is what it is, it serves its purpose, the up and coming scene is what it is, and I just really hope that all the artists and the raw talent that they have in the under... The only difference between up-and-coming and, like, mainstream artists, I would say, is the machine. Because there's so many underground or up-and-coming artists that are making amazing music. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they might not have, like... They might they might be quite early on in their journey, so they might still be trying to lay low so they can work on their craft and then
0: yeah.
2: try and reach more people. Yeah.
3: Um, I completely get what you, mean, do you know what I mean, Like, I think that's, like, the main thing about our show it's like to bring exposure so we kind of get rid of that ceiling mm. like even when we started out i didn't even know that much about this scene i was like i don't even know who kish is who mm. this person is who that person is and mm. it's only through like exposing myself to it and learning about all these artists and getting to know their music they're saying i'm like do you know what i feel like other people should mm. and that's why i feel like i completely get what you mean about like the ceiling and stuff because mm. it is like yeah, that's at the it's point. It's kind of like, at what, at what point
0: is are you not underground anymore? Like, when is, that, when is yeah. that? I don't know. It's kind of difficult because then... Awesome. One thing about the term underground as well is that it gives it a kind of, like... It's like, it makes... I think sometimes it can make it quite clicky as well. Yeah, so that's like, what... Yeah, that's like, that's the word I was looking for, yeah.
2: elitist. Oh, yeah. Very, like, clicky, yeah. elitist. like, you know, you can only be part of it if you're on this wave. And that's why I'm, yeah. like, obviously, sometimes... Sometimes people want for there to be a clique or a community, but I generally feel like you sh- I don't feel like you should be stingy with good music. So mm, if you're making good music or you know people who are making good music, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Yeah. And yeah. 'Cause there's a lot of people that be like, Oh my god, yeah, back this artist uh oh, yeah, being is so sick and you listen to it in the choir of your room but you don't wanna You'll never share yeah. it about shout it, about yeah. Shout about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like tell your friends if you if you like music like the same vim that you give to artists that are already, like, established. And it might be, maybe, if you're honest with yourself, you might not think that your friend's music is good enough yet to share with your friends, yeah. but you believe in them, so you're listening. Like, I'm not going to... Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you have to really yeah. sit down and actually deep it. Like, why why are people sharing your music and why are they not? And at what times do they... Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I think everyone should just put each other on to good music if they think it's good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Literally, like, we had this conversation with Treza as well, and I feel Mm. like in previous shows where we're, like, the same, like, oh, yeah, you know, future, oh, yeah, Yeah. you know, I don't know, Migos, whoever you listen to, I'm just, like, give that same stuff to so like your friends who are making music the other people who exactly. you know of even if it's just on like social media do you get what i mean exactly, like i would yeah. now share if you was to release your ep or whatever i would share yeah. that around because like do you get yeah. what i mean like, yeah yeah, yeah. Each other out.
2: exactly help each other um, out help each other out and also just like support good music regardless of who it's coming from like yeah. i think a lot of Even people just wait for there like, to be a.
0: if you like it share it do you know what i mean
2: exactly mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like a lot of people wait for there to be a buzz before they share stuff yeah
0: definitely. um
2: and mm-hmm. i think obviously everybody should support their friends but also just it doesn't matter if they were your friends or not there's people who i don't know from anywhere and i will comment with yeah. chest under your instagram because i love your music like do you yeah. know what i mean like
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think it's all right to Show fan behavior for people who are making good. Art, I think people like, are so scared of. People are so
0: scared of looking like fans and looking like. Especially like, in like, London. Big culture and this stuff, and I just yeah. like it's just really not that es- deep.
2: <laughs> especially in London, yeah. like I feel like people are so stish. Like, mm. people are like, oh uh, yeah, d- like you will go to a show and you'll be performing, and people will watch and like just look at you stare. And they'll clap at the end, obviously, and they'll swear they were having the time of their lives, but they're not, like, you yeah, know, trying to get people engaged, though. and they're not... But give yeah. me energy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> give me energy um and yeah it's the same with people just you know sharing music that they love like don't be afraid to look like a beg like you're just putting people onto good onto good music onto good i think as soon and, as i
0: told myself that, like as soon as i told myself like it's really not that deep if this person just thinks you're just some fan like it doesn't it really doesn't matter yeah. i think as soon as i t- was able to tell myself that it's just not a big deal um mm. yeah I-, I just opened up so much for myself i feel like i was just able to support people like unconditionally and like all like with their music mm. and everything and that without, whole vibe, yeah yeah, yeah. So, without
2: yeah. and even like, on oh, a career- people are gonna think this and people are gonna think that no who cares yeah and even on a career level like we as artists are obviously we're still artists without fans or with fans but we're not artists who are have a career out of it if there aren't Mm. people showing love Mm -hmm. to our music. So I would never be looking at if somebody was to message me and oh my god I love your music, da 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 like show me the most love, yeah. I'm not gonna be looking at them weird like, Oh why are you being such a fan? Like I'm gonna appreciate you because uh, yeah, (laughs) if it's one person, if it's a hundred people messaging me, all of them get appreciated because I'm not I don't have a career without people. Do you know what I mean?
3: And talking about, like, appreciation and stuff, I want to, like, move into the industry and how the industry kind of does that, if Mm. it does at all. Mm. So, obviously, there's people online, like fans, let's say, who would message you, DM you, whatever. How do you think the industry as a whole sort of pushes you up? I don't know.
2: What puts you on a pedestal? Um... I was I was in me personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, I'm an independent artist, um, mm-hmm. but I would say that obviously having like networking and having people that I know has helped me a lot to get mm-hmm. to the next step in my career.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so whether that's magazines, whether that's blogs, whether that's playlists, like posting stuff about my music yeah it's all helped me to gather more of a following more of a fan base you know yeah. um and so like yeah i would say the main the main thing that's been helping me right now is the is the blogs the playlists, obviously just people in general sharing my music people i know people i don't know like just word of mouth um platforms that make live events help a lot as well because people are coming out and finding out about me mm. um Wow. also just like um just like music funds and music like hubs for creative artists uh you know like studio spaces there's so many things and especially in london it's so easy to just get started purely because you want to you don't really have to Mm -hmm. wait for anybody to give you the green light you don't have to wait for a label to be involved before you start making music but I do think, like obviously, record labels have their place, and mm. and or or anywhere anywhere that is kind of giving like money or platform or networks, they they really help artists to reach the next
0: level. Mm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think mm. stuff like labels and everything. I think labels and um, even like managers and stuff like that. I think they're all quite mm. important. But at the same time, I feel like it's it all kind of starts from like your social circles and like people Mm -hmm, who just people who just find your music randomly on a random playlist like i don't know it's Mm -hmm, quite -hmm. i mean i feel like because people always like to make it one thing but i think there are so many factors to what can push your career so many factors and i could
2: list forever everything that has got me to the point where i'm now and obviously there's still more steps to climb yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I definitely have to look at where I was when I started in 2017, and obviously a lot of it is self reflection as well. Like I'm not obviously there's so many people that I need to be that I am truly grateful for and how the part they've played in taking my career to the next level. But obviously mm-hmm. I have to have an idea. I have to have something I stand for because otherwise I just can fall for anything and just be taken wherever the wind takes me. I have to really think, and and I've had to really think even just kind of like how i present myself and the -hmm. the type of music that i that i make it's Mm. definitely come from just a lot of introspection but in terms of yeah getting it to that next level is it's things like this you know interviews with you guys radio station like just people showing appreciation for that
0: and interest interest as well like an interest genuine interest you could listen to the music but if you're never gonna kind of go further and Share it and show interest and appreciate mm. it and whatever publicly. I feel like I don't know. It's just it's a weird one, but yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It. I agree As you. like, okay. as like a uh, obviously a woman in the industry, yeah. Mm. Um, I've spoken to a lot of um women who do like you said alternative R and B or even just like rappers who are women mm. or producers mm. or whatever. And I feel like whenever we talk about their career, they always seem mm. to kind of have this. Not, it's not a negative mindset It's or pessimistic, but it's a thing where they kind of expect to go through a lot before they reach where they want to be, mm. just obviously because mm. they're women. They mm. kind of expect all these, like, obstacles and, like, hurdles or anything. Do you think that you've kind of prepared yourself for anything like that in the future?
2: Um, I've prepared myself to have my eyes open. I think that at this place where I'm at now, I have to... I have to prime myself to be quite strong, but I don't even think that's necessarily because I'm a woman. I just think that that's the nature of the entertainment business is Mm -hmm. that you're going to have, like, it's not just going to be all fluffy cushions and hugs and stuff and red carpets and roadies that are going to get you specific snacks. Like, I think that um, there's obviously a lot of... um, There's a lot of um, hard work that you have to do or even if you're not working necessarily hard you have to work with smart like work smart be intelligent yeah Yeah. um and definitely just kind of you you have to have a a foundation of ideas of what you want to achieve and this is goes back to my whole thing of like standing for something otherwise you're just going to fall for absolutely anything Mm. um Mm -hmm. and obviously like it's competitive but as is as are most um careers that um can lead to a high level of success. Um so yeah, like I'm I don't feel like I've had to I don't feel like I've had any big, big, big problems having like being being a woman in, in the industry really. Yeah. Um but obviously I'm still quite early on in my in my journey. So yeah. I, I I do have mm-hmm. my eyes open and I'm kind of just like Yeah. Just kind do of Do you think
3: as As being, like, a black woman as well, do you Mm. feel like you have to be a little bit more cautious as you're Um, navigating the
2: industry? I feel like you have a lot more responsibilities that you may not feel... A lot more responsibilities, a lot more pressures that you may not feel that you would have if you were not a black woman. I think that, um, for example, with everything that's going on right now, with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, as soon as something like that happens, everybody's looking to the artists of colour to see what they have to say. Um, and every artist that is up and coming is looking to artists, black artists, or people of color who are creatives, who are in positions where they aspire to be, and thinking, hmm, what, 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 what are they doing? What did they post? What did they mm. say? Am I right for how I've responded, or am I not? So there's definitely pressure to you definitely double up as an activist automatically when you're mm, a black yeah. artist. Um,
3: and you were speaking about it earlier as well mm, about someone messaging you about what you've done. Mm yeah oh, like social media yeah
2: and it's just like it was an interesting experience because it's like i've never had that happen and black lives matter has been a thing for god knows how long
1: yeah. um
2: but it's only and i wouldn't even i'm not even like established like that like i wouldn't even consider myself bait do you know what i mean mm. but like i uh, obviously she was like to me you know you've got you've got a platform why haven't you done and i'm like of it, it's easy as I said to you before this conversation properly started it's very easy to sit on a high horse but what I think mm-hmm. people need to remember and understand is that everybody's forms of activism take shape in different ways and as long as we're all pushing forward and applying pressure then um change will hopefully happen but I also yeah. have a kind of I am slightly frustrated because I know that the gatekeepers of change it takes a mindset change for them as well it's all well and good for us to all come together. But unfortunately, there's not that many black people that are, you know, Supreme Court judges and police, like, at the top of the police ranks. And, you know, there's a lot of white people Mm -hmm. holding the keys to change right now. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, we all need to show solidarity because if we're scattered, that's exactly what they want. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And do you think, obviously, we spoke about how mindset is... Hopefully, one of the things that will incite change. Mm. Do you think maybe generational, like educating the next generation in a better way, would? Hopefully I think
2: so, but I actually help. think that the I think that the next generation is actually quite aware and quite well versed, yeah, and naturally yeah, being exposed to social media and being exposed to the news at your fingertips, like most people get those little Mm -hmm. Apple News flashes in their phone. So you hear things or if you don't, you see it on Twitter. Like, I think people are a lot more aware than they may have been 50 years ago where, you know, it takes word of mouth. Like, there's a lot more autonomy and how you access your information which is why i think there's absolutely no excuse to be ignorant about things and which is why i still get a bit frustrated that in this big 2020 where the same google the same instagram the same twitter that we all have i'm still having to explain to people why to why it's important for black people to have the same rights and access that everybody else has but you know
3: yeah and even when you were speaking earlier about like having the responsibility and automatically being like a black woman in music you're Mm. just an activist Mm. it's almost as if like people automatically turn to you to be like oh well educate me about this tell me more about this Mm. I think and
2: it's frustrating because yeah it leaves room for people to be lazy because they automatically think oh well Mm -hmm. she's black she must have all day to talk to you about why black lives matter and I'm like are you like well, why Why is that even still... It, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have the conversations because, unfortunately, we still have to have them, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating that it's still yeah. a conversation that has to be had with so much starting of the basics. Like,
3: Mm-hm. Do you know what I mean? Like, just starting from level zero. Yeah,
2: all the time. And as you said earlier, nations. with every single time this happens, it's back to ground zero. It's like,
3: mm-hmm. I don't
2: understand why Why it's still something that has to still be explained mm. to yeah. people. Yeah.
3: But I really liked, earlier when we spoke about it as well, Mm. how you were, like, you want to sort of educate and raise awareness and support Mm. in a positive light. So, Mm. obviously, you weren't sharing some of the graphic images Mm. and stuff, Mm. but you was instead being more positive about it. Mm. And I do personally feel like, obviously, it is a dark time at the minute. It is really a a difficult time. Mm. But moving forward, I feel like that's probably the best approach
2: yes i i definitely i think that the most important thing is for people to really just think for themselves and do the Mm -hmm. activism that they think is going to incite the most change in 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 their own spirits i really don't agree with i i don't agree with performative activism and i'm not saying that there's certain actions that equal performative activism because what might be an honest, like, attempt at change for one person might seem performative for another. Like, for example, as I said to you, if I was supposed to black screen, I didn't feel like that was the way that I wanted to try and, like, make a difference. So if I was to do it because Mm -hmm. everybody else was doing it, I'd be jumping on the bandwagon. That would be fake. That would be performative. That would be virtue signaling for me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like... And I also just believe, like, as you said, we're already in a dark period. I don't feel like I need to now um dwell in the trauma that is already a part of black consciousness or just the consciousness of the overall world I don't think it's Mm -hmm. I don't think it's not easy for us to be seeing these graphic images circulating and I think a lot of people think that just because I didn't post a video of you know George Floyd RIP like his his neck being stepped on that I'm sitting in my room jumping for joy no hell no like I'm literally like I posted on my story these are the things that you, as non black people, can do to help us to raise awareness because I'm not ignorant to the issue, and a lot of black people are not ignorant to the issue because they live being black every day. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Obviously, I'm not saying that there aren't any ignorant black people, there are, um, and I'm not saying that there aren't any educated non black people, there are, but it's everybody mm-hmm. who knows better should do better do you know what i'm saying do
3: better yeah
2: and i also just think as i said before no one should be sitting on a high horse because even though i said the whole thing about like performative activism one thing that i can say is i really rate the solidarity that has been taking place in the black community Mm. but i just think Mm. that there's too many people trying to police one another on how they exercise their activism and everybody should just do what they think is it everybody should do something and keep it pushing and just as long as we're all moving yeah. forward, then change will happen, in my opinion.
0: Very powerful. I agree. I completely agree. Mm. So I have a friend who lives in, like, near Bristol, and her mm. town is, like, majority white. Like she mm. said, that in her school, there was probably one one mixed-race girl. Mm. So I think one thing that I've, I've noticed is that people who went to these schools and live in these areas and whatever they don't have the conversations between themselves they just post whatever mm. they can on their stories and on their instagrams and twitter yeah. or whatever but they don't actually have the conversations between themselves and i feel like because but i don't know why but because i live in uh, in london she thinks that like i'm gonna have all the answers i don't know do, do you know what i mean like it's, it's kind of yeah what the um, hell you're actually like
2: you, you're actually like not absolved of of your ignorance because you don't live in an area. As I said, the same Google, the same Instagram that we have, yeah, the same Twitter, the same newspapers, if they care to ever post them, yeah, the same, Mm. like, online news that I have and that you have and that Lauren has, everybody has access to you, have a phone, do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. you don't need to be writing. And if you end up being, like, unaware of something there's people out there that will educate you and that's why i'm saying that we who know stuff need to create an open environment where people who are ignorant or uneducated about the situation can actually come and be educated rather than being scared that they're going to get shot down for not knowing nobody's saying this is the thing as well and i think that's why there's a lot of fear from people who are not black about the term activism because they always think it means shouting and writing poetic speeches about about change and stuff and saying prophetic things, but no, it is literally as simple as oh, um so what what do you think about did you hear about that George Floyd thing that happened? No, what mm, happened? Yeah. Oh, tell me, oh my God, like I didn't even know these things were still happening in twenty twenty well yes, they mm, are like I can't believe mm-hmm. it either, but it's still happening. This is what we can do to help, like do you know what I mean it's even actually to not like
0: as as like a white person, even just talking to your parents. Mm. Exactly,
2: because there's some there's some generations that are inherently racist, and yeah. that still and there's some people that flinch at the word racist being used towards them because yeah. they don't want to feel demonized for it. But it's like yeah. you know that's the fact of the matter. If you still fear black people, yep, you're racist, and this is how I can tell you about how to not be that way or help you understand why black people. There's nothing to be scared of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> as you said, talking to your parents, and this is what I said on my story and. Um, I I literally said that the, the like, white people or people that are not from like ethnic backgrounds. The best thing you can do is, and even if you are from ethnic black backgrounds, because there are some people that are of ethnic minorities that still are are, are like racist towards black people,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or are like very much like wrapped up in their own personal experience. And I just think the best thing you can do is educate your friends and family because there's some people that genuinely don't know. Just talk don't to them, know. have the conversations yeah. with them. Don't ostracise them. Don't, like, shoot them down for not knowing because if they don't know and they're trying to understand, that's what you want. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I, I do find it interesting that people fear, the think of the word activism and think, you know, shouting and all this stuff, mm. and that might not be your form of activism. As you said, your form of activism might be talking to your parents, like
0: yeah yeah
2: do whatever's going to move us forward
0: yeah it's literally just whatever whatever you think is making any sort of slight like, change like that's literally it because that it's literally in this it's in the name you're just acting towards what you think is going to make a change in the future like it's just mm. being active on the things that you that you speak on it's practicing what you preach and i don't know mm. yeah 100
3: 100 um did you see what um i think it was apple music who did it yesterday where they just played black artists like music from black artists
2: oh yeah i saw that i also um i don't actually have apple music but I, they did a similar thing on spotify like they made playlists to like yeah. um you know motivate the people who are protesting or like <laughs> make playlists with like inspirational black artists and stuff which i thought was mm-hmm. which i thought was really good i still need to actually to be honest sit down and process how i really feel about about uh, everything
0: yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. I feel
2: like I've been rushed to make a decision about where I stand purely because. Argument, and if, I, if I, I I wouldn't say I, I feel like there's been pressure, but I haven't given into it. I posted at a time when I felt was appropriate. I found out about the thing. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't post until like two days later, on Blackout Tuesday. I didn't post my black square because I had my reasons, um, but um, the black the black um artist playlist I thought was a really cool thing because obviously, a lot of the music that is on. Spotify, Apple Music, these DSPs is being posted by black artists, and if it's not, it's yeah. being posted by artists that are inspired by black culture. Do you know what I mean? Mm, um, like definitely. black music, and so it was nice to see that they were appreciating us. I think the next step would be to, you know, do- dismantle some of the politics when it comes to um artists who, like even when you think about things like um. The, the Marvin Gaye lawsuits that have been happening and mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot of black artists in the past whose music like has been either covered by white artists and then they haven't been paid or credited um mm-hmm. and stuff like that um I just think yeah the, ne- the, the next thing to do is just make sure there's equal opportunities for every person in the music industry to just show and express their art without kind of being shadow banned and, and also, you know, I think
0: um, one thing about the music industry is kind of the one one step that needs to be taken in the music industry is not pushing music by black artists into these like playlists, and then everything else is just really accessible like everywhere else. Because I feel like on Spotify, one thing that I noticed before is that music by black artists, no matter the genre, would be put into like an urban R and B yep. playlist. Yep, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's true, and people automatically think that like. Hey, there's black music that can be pop, you know, mm-hmm. and it's also like, and I think you're very, very right in saying that a lot of the time there's black artists that <laughs> they don't make R and B music, but they're being pushed into the black, no, into, into the sorry, the urban or the R and B category mm-hmm. because, because they're black.
3: I literally wrote a whole, especially like in award ceremonies and stuff. Mm about how it's, like, black artists will be pushed into, like, R&B when, let's say, like, Tyler the Creator or something, Mm. some of his songs you could put under pop, Mm. but it would just never
2: be R&B. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, like, there's very, like, rock-adjacent pieces that he's done on -hmm. some of his his projects. Um, But also, like, even there's been things about artists who are not R&B that are being put into R&B categories because, yes, their music is being inspired by R&B, but then it's, like how 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 are you as an r&b artist or or an urban quote-unquote artist now competing with Mm. artists that are also being thrown into the pop category like it doesn't make any sense but i just think yeah we need to give every we need to give black artists and pop no sorry urban artists the same platform that you give to these pop artists or to these artists that are not put into these urban categories like there doesn't need to be we don't need any more echo chambers we don't just need black artists yeah. black artists being listened to by black people because mm-hmm. or, or or like black artists being listened to by non-black people but not actually being given mm-hmm. the same appreciation as some of their yeah. non, un, non-black like counterparts
3: because it's really so. well, i think easy. simply put it's just like capital and capital extra.
2: Oh yeah, those are the two that I heard yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's facts. It's all actually facts. How have you got a separate station for urban music? Why are you not playing urban music mm. on Capital? Because mm, these tastemakers exactly. actually have the power to make urban music mainstream. They want to. It's so easy
0: mainstream. to like. It's so easy for these platforms to kind of. They they all kind of posted like, oh, we stand with like our um like, all the black artists that we play on our stations or even just like even clothing brands, whatever. But then as soon as mm. this whole thing, like, blows over, because it never really does mm. blow over, um, mm. it, they, it kind of just goes back to normal scheduling, like, normal...
2: Mm, show me yeah. how. Even, for example, like, I saw a Pretty Little Thing posted there, little, like, black square. But I'm like, where, where are your black models, though? Like, they have a couple black models there, but... Obviously, that's a whole separate conversation. But I'm just like...
3: A whole separate conversation. Yeah, Listen, there's so much
2: to discuss. But, like, I just think, as as Laurel said, like, everybody, these two... Everybody who are, like, tastemakers and gatekeepers of, like, just culture by and large needs to give black people... Or, yeah, needs to give black people the platform. But also, like, black people need to support the black platforms that exist as well. Because we can't always just yeah. be asking people for permission. Please accept us. Please accept us. Like we, there's other black people trying to do things, and we as black people need to, and and people who are not black as well, just need to support the the businesses that are pro- cropping up that are owned by black people. Yeah.
0: So we've been we've been chatting for like that's an, an hour time. now. Um, yeah. We have. What do you? What are well, like the? Time. Obviously, it's it's kind of a um like a general question, but what do you think is next for you? Maybe not just in like your music, but just how do you want to take your career further or do you do you like the pace that you're going at right now um i
2: would like to i would like to continue to develop my music so that it gets better and better and better i'm always my own biggest competition Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i would like my music to reach more people of course um to the point where I can just do music full time and not have to worry about oh I need to keep a day job so I can eat like obviously I would love to make music like my main like my only like my main thing, do you know what I mean yeah. like it is my main yeah. thing. this is what I do every day and in every free time I have, I'm using it to do music, but mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like make it my main career um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would just like to continue to break more and more boundaries with my creativity. And, and
3: another thing, just a last question.
2: Yeah.
3: Obviously, we've learned so much about you in like this hour.
2: Yeah.
3: I think you're an extremely inspirational person. Thank you. You've kind of educated those, maybe some of our listeners who weren't as, let's say, clued up yeah. on the Black Lives Matter movement, on the industry as a whole, the music industry. Yeah. What advice would you give to other upcoming artists, upcoming singers?
2: Um, I would just say be true and honest to yourself and just do mm. it. Like, as I said, there's so many resources at our fingertips that you don't actually have to be waiting for anybody except your own fear to get out of the way. So just, yeah, be yourself and just do what you need to do. And it's, it's so good that there's an underground scene or up and coming scene where you can mm. make those mistakes and you can transform and be reborn as an artist many, many times over. So just do what feels right right now, and you can always change your mind later if you need to. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: but ultimately, yeah, just be real because people can smell when you're not when you're being fake. To oh. be honest, smell yeah. basically just some genuine behavior from a mile away. So, that's
3: for Thank me. you so much for coming on the show and for just really informing us and having this conversation with us and mm. teaching us a little bit more about you about your creative process about yeah. you as an artist as well it has really been a pleasure i'll say thank you
2: yeah thank you for having me um can i say where people can um
3: like yeah, find yeah. My music yes of
2: start? course of um course. yeah so i'm on all major platforms you can find me on spotify apple music these are title all that great stuff uh it's Bina, B I N A. With a full stop at the end. My latest single, Boundaries, just dropped, so you can stream that everywhere. And you can also find me on Twitter at I am Bina Official, and you can find me on Instagram at Bina Official. And I also have YouTube as well. Just search oh Bina Humble Abode. It should all be there.
3: Yeah. Do you want to introduce Scar- Stargazing for us?
2: Yes. So uh, oh, yeah. Stargazing is the final track on my EP Humble Abode, which
1: is out on all major platforms. And yeah, we're going to play this song to mellow you out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.